away where snow began accumulating Saturday morning, then abated for a while in the evening and resumed overnight into Sunday, the most immediate sensation was one of having felt a familiar harbinger, of realizing that the transition from autumn to winter was more or less maintaining its typical schedule. Late last night, I stepped out onto the back patio to see how much snow I'd need to sweep off the woodpile today and noticed a young, medium-sized doe and her fawn about 50 feet away slowly wander across the few inches of snow that now covered up the grass they had been nibbling freely at day before last. As they moseyed back toward a row of cedars that borders the open field and separates us from a line of single-family houses along College Avenue, I thought about the cold, harsh environment that was evolving by the minute. Even here in this section of Marsh Island, a game reserve where the deer are protected from being hunted and have access to a variety of vegetation, the demands of the main winter will be relatively relentless for at least the next couple of months. For a moment, I even felt a little guilty that this year, owing to the deer fence I'd built this past spring, they wouldn't have the easy access to the smorgasbord of forage in the garden that they've had in previous years. But then I assuaged my less-than-half-baked remorse by remembering that in our particular neck of the woods, the deer had a veritable cornucopia of natural sustenance without the all-season salad bar our garden had become to them. I also consoled myself somewhat thinking about how our winter garden has always been an aerodrome and snack bar for the chickadees, nuthatches, house sparrows, morning doves, and the occasional cardinal, some of whom have had a little initial difficulty negotiating this year's six-foot-high monofilament netting, but after a few increasingly determined launches, They've made it successfully into the garden to hop and peck around and then out of the garden to voyage off elsewhere. For me, mulling over seasonal characteristics and characters automatically conjures up contrast and the spectrum of extremes. Carol Terrell, an old-time Mainer I built a house four years ago, liked to deal with winters by counting off what he called the season's share of the yearly hundred hostile days. Although they could sometimes show up in autumn and spring, most of the hostile days came either in summer or especially in winter. When, for example, a bitterly cold February day would occur, Terrell would remark almost gleefully, now that's one fewer hostile day we've got to deal with this year. These and other assorted down east meteorological folkisms spiced up the many frigid days that I worked on Terrell's house. I also had a mental exercise that helped. During, say, a day when the temperature without the wind chill was already sub-zero, I'd think about tropical places I had visited. In other words, I would become like Matthew Arnold's mental traveler, who would be working in one place, but imagining another. This morning, early, the pre-dawn, chiaroscuro of black, gray, white, dark green, and pale cerulean, with a rosy patch on the horizon through the wind-blown trees, seemed altogether the color of frostbite. But I warned myself with the thought of the hottest temperature on record for this date 70 years ago. According to the National Climate Data Center's extreme differences in recorded temperatures for the United States table, the highest temperature ever recorded on December 8th was back in 1938, when it was 100 degrees Fahrenheit in La Mesa, California. I found a host of other interesting numbers at the site as well. The number one state for greatest differences in temperature in the United States is Montana, having a 187-degree spread with a low temperature of minus 70 and high of 117. In second place at 186 degrees spread is Utah. Tied for third place at 181 are North Dakota and Wyoming, 
And in fifth place at 180 is Alaska. At the bottom end of things, the state with the least difference in temperature and therefore the most temperate of the United States is, easy enough to guess, Hawaii at an 88 degree spread with 2 degrees as its low and 100 degrees as its high. Next most temperate is Florida with a spread of 111 degrees. And then it's another fair-sized leap to Delaware with its 127 degree spread. One might easily conclude that Hawaii, Florida, and Delaware don't have near the number of hostile days that we do here in Maine. Ah, but au contraire, hostility is a relative thing, sort of like one man's hell being another man's heaven. Ask around and find out. Hi, this is R.W. Estella. WERU-FM is a radio station like none other, and a most suitable broadcasting medium for and from Maine, a state like none other. On WERU-FM, the spectrum of programming takes the listener from the hot to the cool and back again on a daily basis. Thank you for helping WERU-FM continue to provide our region with the information, the entertainment, and the forum that keeps the community vibrant and thriving. I'm R.W. Stella, Morono, Maine. Have a great day. And thank you to RW for being on the air this morning and every Monday, even if he has to call in from foreign countries, as he sometimes does. Um, 1-800-643-6273 is the number to call. And uh, Aola and I are waiting for you this morning. I know. We've got three folks who've called in. We've got a goal of eight by uh, nine o'clock. And uh, we think uh, we're we're good for that. And uh, actually, we've got a goal of 124 uh, new members by Saturday afternoon. And I think we're good for that, too. I think we're going to do great for our last pledge drive of the year. And I've been listening so far. It seems like people were doing fairly well on, on the air, raising yeah. money. I know yeah. the auction that they had um, this past Saturday for um, from 8 to noon raised 600 535 $6,535. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So and the coffee well house had a great uh, day uh, yesterday. I was listening to that. It was a great show. And uh, come Sunday, was cooking along until I got out of the car. <laughs> so um, give us a call, 1-800-643-6273. This radio station is here for you in good times or bad. We are playing the music and public affairs programming you have uh, come to depend on. We're uh, still getting up early, staying up late, and <laughs> pushing all the buttons just for you. That's one of the great things I think about living in this area. So today's the day you call up and let us know you appreciate it. 1-800-643-6273. Well, we've got um, a featured artist very soon. We'll be giving away a pair of tickets to go and see Dar Williams um, shortly. But I'm going to have a little bit of music before that from Mary Gaucher. This is a great tune from one of her earlier albums called Filth and Fire that uh, I'd like to play for you called Goodbye. Um, but do give us a ring. Um, we would love to take your pledge this morning for Monday Morning Maine and everything WERU is here for you for 1-800-643-6273 we'll be back in a jiffy
Soul. 